0: What's up, and welcome to Blue Shoes Fitness Radio. This is episode number 11, and today we are talking about getting leaner without getting bigger and what that means, how to do it, and uh, some of the things that you might run into if that's a question that you've asked. And today's question comes from a, uh, a supporter on Instagram, uh, Victoria, and she asks, are there better workouts for people who want to get leaner but not gain a lot of muscle? And I've seen this question asked uh, plenty of times in one way or another, uh, but this tends to manifest itself in a lot of fitness marketing where uh, the, the the pinnacle prime example that you see are leg workouts that are advertised as growing your glutes but not growing your quads. And that seems to be a question uh, that comes up uh, particularly with women and particularly with the lower body, where it's a matter of uh, not wanting to get uh, bigger legs, per se, but always, you know, everybody's always trying to grow their butt. Um, and, and I guess that a lot of the times this question will come up upper body wise, too. And again, particularly for women who are wanting to uh, get stronger and build confidence without... Uh, a Building uh, manly levels of uh, musculature on their biceps, triceps, shoulders, things like that, and and of course a lot of that's based in in some you know stereotypes that are out there, but that tends to be kind of the overall popular sentiment. So Victoria, I'm glad that you asked this question, um, and and to answer, we'll we'll answer your question in a couple of different ways of technically answering your question, which. The answer is technically, yes, uh, this is possible. Uh, but I also want to dig a little bit deeper into uh, why you might be asking this question and helping uh, you to kind of see uh, some of the deeper implications of it and, and a little bit of a workaround for uh, what you might really be getting at. So uh, let's dive right in. So yeah, technically there are workouts that are going to be more geared for people who uh, want to, quote, get leaner, uh, but not gain a lot of muscle. We'll get to that at the end of the episode uh, in case that is something that you are legitimately curious about, or for you listening, if that's something that um, by the end of this episode that you go, you know what, that is really kind of what I'm looking for. We'll talk uh, a little bit about how to structure your workouts with that. Uh, But let's talk about this idea of leanness as a whole. So strictly speaking, leanness, is a matter of uh, your body fat percentage Um, and the way that we can talk about this is your body fat percentage versus your lean body mass your lbm Uh, and this is one way that uh, in exercise science we can split up um, uh, how uh, what the body's made up of and whether that's made up of essentially body fat or not body fat. Uh, so body fat is exactly what it sounds like and we can express that as a percentage of your total body weight. So if you weighed 100 pounds and you had 15 pounds of body fat, that would uh, mean that you are 15 percent body fat. That's exactly how that's calculated, Uh, no matter what way that you actually discover or measure your body fat. And, And there's a lot of issues that can come up with that as far as the reliability and the actual usefulness of that number. But all things being said, that is a number that's worth keeping tabs on even just visually for a lot of people, depending on your goals, of course. So we have your body fat percentage, and the other percentage is your lean body mass. And we tend to see lean body mass talked about in terms of muscle mass, which is the variable that we all want to uh, improve on in one way or another. And whether that's a matter of building more muscle or just seeing the muscle that you currently have, um, that tends to be a, a hot-button topic for all of us. But lean body mass as a whole is just everything that's not body fat. So that's going to be your, your muscle mass. That's going to be your bone mass. That's going to be all of the fluids and water in your body. That's going to be all of your organs. And I mean, it's just the list goes on of just literally everything that's not body fat. So that is something that's worth talking about when we are discussing this idea of getting leaner but not gaining a lot of muscle. So... Strictly speaking, based off of those definitions and Victoria talking about your question here, which I know this might be getting and and I'm hoping this is getting a little bit off track from what you're actually asking here, but I want to address your your question as you've asked it. Um, uh, increasing or decreasing your muscle mass levels are really going to be one of the only, uh, if not the the biggest way that you can uh, change your level of. Uh, leanness besides working on your uh, body fat percentage because you're not going to be trying to worry about your bone mass or you're not going to be trying to worry about uh, how much your organs weigh or things like that, right? That's not really what we're talking about here. Uh, We're really talking about uh, body fat versus muscle mass and if you are proposing this question from the point of view of not gaining a lot of muscle, then the only other way that we can worry about this question or that we can frame it is by talking about decreasing body fat percentage. Uh, so again, kind of uh, something, uh, a familiar topic that we talk a lot about here on the podcast and uh, that I tend to write a lot about uh, for Instagram and for Facebook is this idea of uh, your workouts not being the main factor that's going to influence your body fat percentage. This is way beyond the scope of this podcast episode because I'm trying to keep it short, like usual. Uh, but we could talk about this particular aspect for uh, many, many hours. But here's the here's the long and the short of it: is that when you're talking about uh, in your question, better workouts that are going to lead to leanness that's that's not really where this is going to come from leanness in and of itself comes from creating a calorie deficit so creating a difference between how many calories you're eating versus how many you're burning and that does have some implications workout wise right where some workouts are simply going to burn more calories than others but as a whole that deficit is largely going to be created by your dietary choices and your, your overall nutrition priorities that you take. So again, that's a little bit beyond the scope of this episode here, but we can talk about that in a future episode if you have follow-up questions from that side of things. So kind of uh, moving away from this idea of uh, the nutrition side of it, but looking at uh uh, not even just the workout side, but the the psychological side of this here. Um, uh, when we, we there's a couple of bu- big buzzwords here, right? We have talking about leanness. We, uh, that's kind of associated with words like being toned or going for that athletic look, or just that overall fit look. And I'm doing air quotes with each of these here. Um, uh, this is this is really going to be a matter of having a lower body fat percentage and either having a a certain level of muscle mass or even increasing your level of muscle mass on top of that. And and these words are, again, a little bit skewed because of fitness marketing and all of that. And, And when you talk about things like toned, that word is a... Huge buzzword, and for a lot of fitness professionals, when you see other people using that word "toned" in a, in a way to get somebody to buy their program or to copy their workout or whatever it is, uh, that sends a lot of uh, red flags of they might not know what they're talking about, or they might just really be trying to sway you into uh, uh, buying something of theirs. And, and I don't think that that's fair to use words like that uh, without really explaining what's going on. So that is the whole kind of backstory behind all of this. Uh, so we can. We can understand, Victoria, we can understand your question and really what you're trying to get at here from a number of different levels. And I think that the first level is, uh, like I said, understanding that lowering your body fat percentage is mostly going to be a matter of nutrition. So trying to find a perfect workout or a perfect uh, exercise program that's going to address your your desire to uh, be lean or to get leaner without gaining lots of muscle. I think that that might be a little bit misguided, and and I apologize if there's been anything fitness marketing-wise that's kind of led to this mindset. And and, and whoever you are listening to, I, I want to speak that over you as well. That that there's a lot of junk out there, and and my goal is to help you to be careful and to uh, filter through all of that information too. So so that first level is understanding that a lot of what we're talking about here is really going to come down to your nutrition as a whole, and. From there, your overall calorie level, and uh, we can get as deep into that as we want. But that's really that's that's really what it's going to come down to is when you talk about a seco, your your calories in versus calories out. So that's your first level of understanding. Um, the second level that we need to kind of uh, dig a little bit at here is that uh, gaining too much muscle, and again, some air quotes there, but gaining too much muscle is wildly difficult to do, and and this is where I want to kind of spend a little bit of time here of framing this question because like I said I, I know that a lot of women in particular, but this can really apply to anybody uh, you might be concerned with uh, gaining too much muscle or increasing your your circumference around your torso around your quads around your upper arms whatever it is that you're worried about um, that can be a really real and kind of gripping fear. And I think that that's largely unfounded, and I'm here to uh, maybe help relieve that fear a little bit because if gaining muscle was not that easy, but if it was something that you might accidentally do to where you wake up one day and you go, wow, I have put way too much muscle on, this is this is terrible, what do I do about it? If that were a scenario that anybody ran into, I would love to hear their secret of how they accidentally did that. Uh, I am here to tell you that, that adaptation of building muscle. Think about how, if for for any of you who have either tried to lose weight in the past or right now, or you've successfully done so, think about how slow that process can be, and how much slower that process can feel when you're in the middle of it, of you're just uh, kind of dragging on one day at a time, and doesn't really feel like you're making much progress, but then. Uh, after the course of a couple weeks or a couple months or a year, you look back and you're like, wow, I am down 10, 15, 20, 50 pounds, whatever it is. And think about how slow that process can feel and how rewarding it can be at the end. Muscle mass is even more so uh, on both of those variables of the slowness of building muscle. It is a very slow process and the more experience that you get with doing it and the, the if you want to use some more fitness buzzwords here, the Higher your training age is, so for the longer uh, the longer amount of time that you've been working out consistently and uh, somewhat vigorously, um, building muscle is is a very slow process and an increasingly slow process as you as you get older, um, and and that can be, oh man, that's where I'm at right now. That can be a really frustrating process to try to when you know, watch yourself through it. But the other aspect of that is the rewarding side of it too, of it, it makes the reward that much sweeter when you can look back and go, wow, I really am that much stronger and that much more capable and I can do all of these things and, and these activities of daily living are easier or I can be more useful or helpful with helping friends move or you know, whatever it is that, that you use your strength for. So, so that's, again, another level of uh, all of this is understanding that getting to that point of somehow waking up with way too much muscle, is very difficult to do uh, and that is that is I would say near uh, a near impossible scenario that you will you will not find yourself in um, and uh, talking about the actual training side of it too uh, building muscle is a very intentional process that you will have to really intentionally work on uh, consistency wise intensity-wise, uh, the structure of your actual workouts, Or uh, it's not going to happen on accident by accidentally working out a few times a week, accidentally stringing together some random exercises or a random workout program you found online. Um, that's, that's not something that I think that you have to worry about. As the listener, uh, Victoria, I, I don't think that's something that you're going to have to worry about here. Um, that's certainly something that I don't worry about, and sometimes I wish that I did, of thinking, oh man, that'd be cool to wake up two or three pounds heavier uh because of some added muscle mass somehow uh that would that would be awesome uh, but that is not the world that we live in that's not how physics work and that's not how your biology works so uh moving on to a a third level here and this is i think really the crux of a lot of this here is that beyond the nutrition and beyond the actual workouts is this idea of of leanness and uh, fitness as a whole and looking and feeling athletic and looking toned or looking lean again lots of air quotes there I think a lot of that comes down to uh, some more deeply rooted desires than just a matter of how much you can lift or how defined your abs are in the mirror at a certain angle with certain lighting and you know all that kind of stuff or how you look at a uh, swim party or the beach or you know, things like that. I, I think that a lot of this comes down to a, a matter of uh, building confidence and building strength too. And I think that for a lot of us that is ultimately... A driving factor of why we do all the crazy things that we do fitness wise and nutrition wise is um, we want to be confident we want to feel confident and in being and feeling strong as well and, and not even just mentally and uh, emotionally and spiritually but also physically right where that that does play a huge role in this of navigating your everyday life without really having to worry too much about not being strong enough to uh, overcome uh, any situation that you might, you know, come into contact with on any given day. Uh, These are, I think, some of the more deeply rooted desires within each of us that are worth addressing and worth taking a look at and taking inventory of before worrying too much about like I said, accidentally putting on way too much muscle or uh, even intentionally trying to manipulate your your nutrition in order to achieve a certain result, Um, you can set out with this goal of leanness and you can do all of the right nutrition and fitness-related sides of it, of of the work and the time and the effort in it, and you can achieve your result but still not be happy or confident or excited uh, about those results and you know it might be a little bit of a letdown uh because you still might feel not as confident as you had hoped or as strong you know mentally spiritually emotionally physically as you had hoped um and and that is i think worth addressing before you get into the thick of all of this fitness stuff rather than getting to the end of it and spending lots of time money energy uh whatever it is um and then getting to the end and going huh that really didn't solve the problem that I was trying to work on. That really didn't fill the hole in my heart that I was really trying to fill. So I think all that being said, that it's worth uh, taking a look at each of these different levels and understanding that this third level that we've kind of categorized here, that a lot of it comes down to these deeply rooted desires um, that are uh, built on uh, this idea of confidence and this idea of strength. So, putting all of this together in a way that is uh, kind of leading toward the practical side of it for you, um, I would encourage you to work backwards through these levels. So uh, we can kind of flip these three levels on their side. So what was the third level? We're going to make that the first level here. And I think that um, addressing your overall confidence and strength and addressing, meaning uh, taking a look at where those come from for you. Uh, you. What is it in your life uh, that gives you confidence or that helps to build that strength? Or maybe we can also use the term resilience here. Um, that's a pretty big buzzword, but I think that it's an, an important and applicable one here too. Um, where do you find these qualities and what uh, things in your life, uh, what practices, uh, what people in your life, what's going to build up these kinds of uh, traits within you or what's going to set you up for success uh, environment-wise. And think about the people that you hang out with or the types of places that you go. And right now, I know that a lot of us are really not going to too many places, but... That being said, that our you know since our social interactions are maybe a little bit more limited uh, and perhaps less diverse than they were when you might just be going to all these different uh, places, hanging out with all these different friends and things like that, um, it might be worth taking inventory of that. Of going, okay, are the people that I'm choosing to hang out with and the places that I'm choosing to go. And and that can be physical places. That can even just be on the internet too. Of uh, what is it? What what kind of content are you filling your head with? And and are you taking in? And and how is that affecting your confidence levels? Um, and how is that affecting your your overall resilience, especially during this time? It's worth taking a look at all of that. And I think that's a great place to start. Uh, kind of moving on from there into this uh, second level is uh, taking a look at all the fitness information that's out there and realizing that there's a lot of information out there and, it, and it's way too much, uh, not only because it makes it really difficult to navigate, but also because a lot of it is simply not true. So I think that a next level on this, um, especially in light of, like I said, uh, you know, all sorts of fitness marketing ploys and stuff like that. And not that fitness marketing is bad as a whole, but, um, a lot of times, uh, people will kind of get preyed on when it comes to, uh, their overall understanding of, of these fitness buzzwords. Um, I think it's worth taking a look at uh, uh, the types of things that you're interested in, and doing some real research and figuring out uh, uh, along the way of maybe busting some of those fitness myths of some of the things that you uh, maybe been sp- uh, pouring your time and money and energy into, uh, you know, tactic-wise of how to get lean or how to uh, uh, not get bigger, things like that. Um, so I think that that's something to, to take a look at is um, rather than just jumping right toward the action phase of, okay, what can I do? Uh, what is, what's the right workout? What's the right nutrition plan? plan, things like that, of taking a look at the the information and knowledge side of it and going, okay, uh, let's bust some myths that are within the fitness industry and within your set of goals that you're working on and doing the same thing outside of fitness as well. Doing that kind of process outside of fitness is wildly helpful because when you get into all of this, and you get to think of it. Like I said, you you tend to realize that a lot of your fitness goals and practices and disciplines are ultimately not about fitness themselves. Um, and so, a lot of it is a matter of what's really important to you outside of the gym, or outside of your workouts, or outside of your meals. And thinking about uh, things like your various relationships with the people around you, your relationship with God, your um, your job, your the impact that you're making on uh, the people in the world around you, all of those things that tend to be, when you think about it, a little bit more important and a little bit bigger picture than just your own personal fitness goals. So I would suggest taking inventory of all of the different things that are priorities to you that are not even fitness related and uh, doing a little bit of myth busting and digging around in those as well. Um, And kind of leading us back to where we began with all of this. The now third level of this here um, is uh, what we had talked about, the first level that people typically tend to look at, and that is understanding that leanness is mostly about lowering body fat percentage, and that's really going to be the main uh, idea, uh, the main uh, variable that you will have control over of what you want to work on, how you want to achieve it, and all of the the specifics that come along with that. So again, a little bit beyond the scope of this episode here, but this is going to come down to mostly nutrition and not just your workouts that you're doing. But that being said, I'm going to hold true to my promise and that I made at the beginning of the episode of saying that to answer this question at at its most literal level here, technically, some workouts or, or you know, different types or formats will encourage muscle growth more than others, and this is really not something that I think that any of you listening to this are going to have to worry about. But for the sake of information and for the sake of doing a little bit of myth busting, I figured it would be worth including just a little borb here at the end to share with you uh, some of the variables that can affect that, and we don't need to get into too many of the details here, but. Uh, looking at the workout, again, the workout type or the format or the overall goals of the workouts themselves, looking at the intensity levels, looking at the different rep ranges that you're using, um, the uh, type of progression that it employs. Um, These are all uh, variables, examples of variables that can have an effect on how likely these workouts are to encourage your body to build muscle. Uh, So first of all, intensity wise, if you are doing fairly low intensity workouts, uh, that is not going to be enough of a stimulus to encourage your body to do all the work to build extra muscle mass. And me saying that is not encouraging you to do low intensity workouts all the time if you're worried about building too much muscle but i'm just putting that out there that uh and maybe as a little bit of a caution if you are trying to build muscle that always doing low intensity workouts is not going to cut it so that might be another way of kind of reframing this Um, Next on that list, rep ranges. And this is a little bit more fluid and a little bit less black and white than we tend to uh, see in a lot of really nifty Instagram infographics and all of that, where if you're doing one to five reps, then you're working on strength. And if you're doing six to 12, then you're working on hypertrophy and anything beyond 12 or beyond 15 or 20 is going to be endurance based. It's a little bit more of a spectrum. It's Like I said, it's a little bit more fluid. It's not quite so hard and fast on that, where if you are doing sets of five, then you're going to be purely working on building strength with zero hypertrophy and zero endurance. But then as soon as you do sets of six, you add that one last little repetition, and all of a sudden, all of your strength gains are gone, and now it's just about building muscle. That's not quite how it works. And I would would be the first to tell you that that is uh, not... The approach to take when you're when you're working on your different fitness goals there are other variables to take into account as well but that being said if you are always doing super 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 low rep sets where you're doing heavy singles or heavy heavy triples or on the other end of the spectrum if you're always doing 15 plus or 20 plus or 30 plus rep sets then you are probably not going to be optimizing your hypertrophy, your, your muscle building um, adaptations within your body. So take that as you will. I, w- I would not use that information to encourage you to stay on either end of that spectrum out of the sphere of building too much muscle. But if you're in a position where you wanna work on something besides building muscle as your main priority, then that might be a good idea to take a look at your rep ranges that you typically work out in and to maybe use that as a variable that you can adjust uh, as you go along. And then, uh, last on that list was just progression. Um, building muscle and uh, not even just building muscle, but maintaining muscle mass requires progression, in a, specifically in the form of progressive overload. And that's a, a pretty big topic right there. But if if you are always doing the same exact workouts all the time, same intensity, same reps. Uh, this tends to you tend to see this a lot if you are always doing the same uh, like fitness group exercise class or maybe a fitness uh dvd set of some kind where it's the same things over and over or maybe you're doing similar workouts at home but you're just using the same weights and you're not progressing them you're not making them heavier or doing more repetitions or things like that again you're probably not going to be optimizing uh, those uh adaptive abilities of your body to to build muscle so Again, take that as you, as you wish, but uh, that is uh, maybe another caution for those of you who are working on building muscle that it's going to take some kind of progression and progressive overload uh, versus just doing the same workouts over and over and over again. All that being said, I think that some of these uh, uh, things are, are truly not worth worrying about for most people. It's going to apply to very few people here but if you are truly worried about building too much muscle in specific areas uh here's my my big takeaway for you if that is somehow or another your your big priority with your training is to remember that you don't have to train all muscle groups equally and that's kind of where we'll leave this message here even though this is a little straying a little bit far from uh the the initial question that victoria asked but uh, but maybe victoria maybe this is you maybe this is the position that you're in but if it's not then you can certainly learn uh from this as well but you do not have to train all muscle groups equally and any workout program that you pull online uh, or that you might download or you might find on uh, bodybuilding.com or men's health or women's health or whatever it is, uh, most of those workout programs are going to include uh, the same amount of training volume per muscle group. Meaning that you might have, uh, depending on how your workouts are split up, you might have one leg day a week or one push day a week or one pull day a week or maybe you have two of each of those or in your workouts if you're doing a full body workout each workout might have two lower body exercises and two upper body exercises uh you can see that that a lot of these programs are and i think rightly so because most people would get a lot of benefit out of training uh, not just training each muscle group equally, but making sure that you're getting sufficient volume for each muscle group. Um, and that's how a lot of these programs are just designed by default if they're not custom made for for you and your goals and and the body that you have. Uh, so that's a, a little bit of a reminder that you don't have to train everything equally. So for example, if you are worried about, uh, it, to go back to the very first example, if you were worried about building your quads up to be way too big uh whatever that means but way too big in your head and and you think that you're going to be quadzilla if you just keep training your legs the way that you've been training them, then you can back off your quad training or you could back off your lower body training and favor uh, more upper body training or more uh, back work or things like that. Um, in And even in your lower body workouts, you could split up your workouts to where um, you're working out your quads specifically sometime with something like uh, squat variations or lunge variations. And you might prioritize more highly uh, some of your posterior chain exercises that are going to work your glutes like deadlifts or hip thrusts. So you have a lot of different options that you can do within just your lower body in that example. You could do the same thing upper body wise if you aren't trying to build up these massive uh, you know 24 inch biceps then uh, you could do more lower body workouts per week than upper body. So you have lots of different options if you are truly worried about building too much muscle in any specific area. But um, but that is kind of the, the long and the short of this is that most people are not going to have to worry about this. But if you are, there are certainly ways um, to get around that and to help you to build the body of your dreams. So that is... The encouraging note that I'm going to end on. That that sounds like a good way to end it, right? The body of your dreams. Uh, but if that is something that you are working on right now, um, I would love to hear uh, some of the strategies that you use um, and and that you found to be helpful, in how you organize your workouts, how you organize your nutrition. And that's where podcast episodes like this come from, where it's somebody expressing a question or a, uh, a just some kind of comment or thought about their own training and wondering. What it is that they can be doing to optimize their their training their nutrition all of that so if you have any follow-up questions if if anything in this episode started uh turning some wheels in your head going okay you know now that's making me think of this in my training and this in my programming and all of that if you have any questions any follow-up questions at all specific or general um feel free to send them in however you know how to reach me uh, email instagram facebook directly to this podcast, whatever it is that you want to do. I would love to hear your questions and to turn them into future podcast episodes. So um, that is a wrap on Victoria's question here about uh, getting leaner without getting bigger this is episode number 11, and I am so pumped for episode number 12 and beyond. And in fact, episode number 12 is also going to be a QA and uh, a that I have lined up, and uh, I, I know the asker of this next question, and I think that it's going to be a great episode. So we'll see you soon for that, but in the meantime, have a great week, whatever day you're on, and we'll talk soon.